Welcome to this edition of the Politically Incorrect Podcast. I'm Jim Williams, your host. As you might expect, the two major issues that we're going to talk about today is, of course, the soon-to-be-signed-into-law tax bill, which um, is supposed to be a tax cut for the middle class. I can assure you it is anything but. And will the government shut down on the 22nd or Friday, as we know? So we have two topics there, two key issues, meaning taxes and, of course, whether or not the government will stay open. Our guest is none other than Alan Steinberg, who served in the George W. Bush administration. He was the District 2 head of the Environmental Protection Agency, which covers New York, New Jersey, and the Virgin Islands, along with Puerto Rico. Alan has great insight on what's going on with these two topics, and we'll get to him in just a minute. But you know, as I said before, we are about to find out whether or not this new tax law is going to be of any help to anybody. But that being said, one of the most important places to find out what's going on in your area, and certainly now taxes, because both state and local taxes are being capped at $10,000. So it's going to affect those people on a state level and a local level when you start looking at your taxes. So it's important that you know what's going on on your local level, okay? So our friends at VoterHeads.com can help you do that. That's right, VoterHeads.com. You can take any issue and track it on a local basis all the way to a national basis. But as Thomas Tip O'Neill once said, all politics are local. And uh, actually, quite frankly, this tax bill has become very local. Because if you live in the Northeast, if you live out West, there are at least 15 states that are impacted by this tax law having to do with, as I said before, whether or not you're going to be able to deduct what you normally deduct. And again, city taxes, state taxes, all are very important. And you can find out about how that can be tracked at voterheads.com. Now, to them, at voterheads.com, they think the most important thing is that you are able to participate in democracy and make it more user-friendly at every level. And I'm sure everybody wants that. So, you know, what you need to do is you need to go to voterheads.com because if you care about what happens in your own backyard, if you care about the issues of the day, if you care about staying and staying current in every aspect of your life when it comes to politics, then you got to go to voterheads.com because they will be able to help you track everything of importance to you. And you know what? Try it. It's free. So again, go out to voterheads.com and check out how this tax issue is going to affect you 
as well as any other issue that you might be interested in. That's voterheads.com, and we're happy to have them as a sponsor. Okay, well, now let's move on. And that is to the tax bill. Now, Alan, I got to tell you, my friend, I'm not so sure that this is a middle-class tax cut. What are your thoughts, buddy? If this is a middle-class tax break, I am the next understudy and lookalike for George Clooney. This is a fraud. This is a fraud, and I want to speak to this at several levels. First of all, the motivator for this, and I think this is degrading to the whole Republican Party, for which I have loyalty to my whole adult life, but my loyalty there is somewhat flagging right now. Uh, The motivation for this is the super wealthy donors of the party, people like the Koch brothers, the Mercers, the Adelsons. They're the ones who uh, really want to see this big, uh, this this package go through. But it is of no value to middle America at all. And I keep wondering when the typical Trump voter finds out that he or she is being shafted. If you look at this, this is not tax reform. A true tax reform of the corporate tax system would be to eliminate the corporate tax and attribute all the earnings of the corporation to the shareholders. That way you'd eliminate the double taxation of corporate earnings. That way the wealthy would actually pay more because they couldn't use the corporation as a shelter for retained earnings. And it would get money out of the corporation into the hands of people who would either invest it or would spend it on consumer goods, which would uh, further boost the economy. But this is nothing but a fraud. It's not going to make our corporations more competitive in terms of foreign countries. Our corporations are already competitive. You know, Trump keeps talking about the the stock market's doing so great. Actually, under Obama, the stock market had a far steeper climb than it's experiencing right now. But whatever good is happening in the economy this whole year has nothing to do with Trump. He didn't want to change one single policy except to start limiting regulations. And unfortunately, most of those were in the, envir- in the environmental field, which really lowers our quality of life. And they did right. nothing for the economy. The fact of the matter is that they are so desperate for the win that they are willing to win with a toxic tax package. This is a package that is ruinous to working class families with many offspring. For example, if you have six children, and there are those mm-hmm. families, particularly Orthodox Jewish families and Catholic families, mm-hmm. You're losing something like $32,000 in tax deductions because they're eliminating the, the personal exemption. And that's a disaster. So you multiply eight times four, it's $32,000. Now, the Trumpins, the Trumpist people will say, well, we're allowing you to double the standard deduction from twelve dollars to $24,000. You're still losing $8,000 worth of deductions. This is a fraudulent package. It does nothing for working class people, and it does nothing to generate economic growth. How did they get? Um, how did they get Susan Collins on this deal and some of the others? Because to be honest with you, um, you know they promised Collins that they would pass. You know, on the twenty second, we'll get to that in a minute, uh, with regard to the government um, continuing spending resolution. That uh, during that time, they would uh, handle, for some, the Dreamers, and for others, the um, the Lamar Alexander, Patty Murray bill, which would help uh, those 
people who are, you know, about to lose their health insurance. Um, I, I don't know how they got it. it all up. Really and so I don't get this. She she killed the bill and now she's going to vote for something without she's going to vote two days before they have to make good on the promise to her. If they don't make good on the promise to her, it doesn't matter because she's already voted for the bill. I don't know how they got her. She's a very principled person. She's a person of high character. I just don't have an answer to this. But I think this whole package is a disaster. And I think what is really shocking right now to me in terms of Republican leadership in the House and Senate, I think they're showing no ability to stand up to this president. I Even I thought after uh, Alabama, where you saw Roy Moore go down in flames. I thought that there would be a little bit more spine they'd be showing, but it's pathetic. They're not. And I think it's going to lead to Republican catastrophe in the year 2018. We'll and it's a catastrophe, to, I hate to say it, well-deserved. We'll get to that in a second, but let's go back to, to 1986 and the Reagan situation, that the last time there was major tax cuts, okay? That was a bipartisan bill. Uh, that was shepherded, 100%. that was shepherded through by a very good relationship between then President Ronald Reagan and Speaker of the House Thomas Tip O'Neill. Hundred um, percent. That was, you know, that worked. This is not. This is a. This is government by reconciliation. So they're not even going through regular order here. There hasn't been any hearings on this bill. There has been very little scoring of the bill. The bill came out on Friday night. It was a thousand plus pages. Then they changed and threw a sweetener in the deal over the weekend on Saturday, which will benefit real estate people. Oh, there's a stunning situation. Uh, I don't, this is reckless to, to do something that will affect people for a generation, just to get a win is reckless. It is reckless, and I'm going to go back in a minute to talk about uh, Reagan and what he about did. About the '86, so yeah, I was going. I wanted to not tee it up there for you. Not only '86, but '81 as well. I'll go back uh-huh. to that in a minute. Okay. However, now in terms of the recklessness, it is going to be destructive of the economy of the Northeast where I live, right. because in the Northeast. Housing costs are higher, mortgages are higher. You're limiting the amount of, uh, and, and state taxes are higher. You're limiting the amount that you can deduct of the combined mortgage tax taxes, mm-hmm. you know, the local real estate taxes, and state taxes to ten thousand dollars. Right. That is really going to depress uh, house purchases in the Northeast. It's going to lower the value of real estate, and when people find their real estate values uh, decreasing. They spend less money because they have to save their real estate and other monies for retirement. They invest less. It's going to be very bad for the economy where I live in New Jersey, New York, and out in California. Now, in terms of what Reagan did, he cut taxes for everybody, individuals across the board. He did not focus so much on corporate reduction because he knew something. When he ran for president in 1980, he said, let other candidates have the Fortune 500. I'm cutting taxes for Main Street. And that's what he did. He cut everything across the board by 
And the key to Reagan was that he realized that small business was the engine of the economy. And that by reducing the taxes of the average uh, partnership or proprietor to small business, he would get them to spend more, to invest more. Uh, and those are the businesses who are likely to compete to pay higher wages. These corporations aren't going to pay higher wages as a result of these reductions. They never do. The idea that, that they have been, the snake oil they've been selling, that they are going to uh, give raises of like $4,000 a year to people, that is pure hokum. That is pure bunk. And it makes me embarrassed because I was a, I was a Reaganite. I was a person who believed in that philosophy. They are trying to link this with Reagan. It's a totally false link. It's a fraud. We will be back with more of the Politically Incorrect podcast after these words from BoaterHeads.com. Okay, folks, it's time to get involved in politics, either whether you want to run for the office or perhaps you just want to stay active on issues that matter to you. Let's start on a local basis, okay? Now, you know what you need to do is go to our friends at VoterHeads.com. Can they can solve the problems you may have of trying to find out what's going on with the issues you care about? Now, VoterHeads.com helps people keep track of what's going on in their local politics. What issues are most important to you? Is it gun control? Perhaps it's school discipline? Maybe taxes? Well, VoterHeads.com users can get alerts when the issues important to them are coming up for a vote either in their local, city, or county councils. How good is that? You can find out about what your local politicians are doing in real time and let you get ahead of the issue, whether you want to support it or you're against it. You know ahead of time when it's going to be coming up. Now, best of all, you can track what's going on in your local community for free. Voterheads.com says that what they want to do is make democracy more user-friendly at every possible level, and I'm sure that you're glad somebody's doing it. If you have issues you care about and you care about what happens in your own backyard, then you've got to try Voterheads.com. That's Voterheads.com. Try it for free. And we know you're going to like it. Let's talk, uh, let's downshift here for a second and talk about the 22nd of December is another one of the continuing resolutions to keep the government open. Uh, but there's some prickly situations here. We have, in large part because of the tax bill, there's the dreamer situation where people, you know, want to... Uh, Democrats definitely want to see if they can uh, make the Dreamer Act uh, go into uh, into law, um, or and I should say there was the promise made that the um, uh, health care situation with regard to um, a fix a a temporary fix, but a fix nonetheless, a bipartisan temporary fix which has been laying on the table over in, in Congress for three months uh, between Lamar Alexander, the Republican uh, from Tennessee, and uh, you know Patty Murray from Washington, um, crafted. And, uh, you know, that was promised to Elizabeth, uh, I'm sorry, to, um, uh, to Susan Collins uh, for Maine to get her vote on the tax bill. Um, if they don't come through with that, uh, there's a chance that the, the government will get shut down on the 22nd. 
there is a chance, and I think the uh, individuals who would be blamed are the Republicans because they control the House, they control the Senate, they are on the defensive on this because if insurance assistance to children is endangered or eliminated, right, the uh, chip that program, would be very uh, unpopular with uh, the type of working class uh, voters who who cast their ballots for Donald Trump and gave him the states of Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan and won him the election in the electoral college. So they're playing with fire. Mm-hmm. They really are, and I do not understand the who are the political advisors who are advising Trump and the congressional leadership of Mitch McConnell and uh, Paul Ryan to engage in this contact and conduct. This is totally self-destructive. And, you know, let's talk a moment about the CHIP program, which you brought up. And, of course, the CHIP program helps basically poor kids. I mean, that's, you know, that they fall, they don't, they're not quite at Medicaid and they're not, they're, you know, the parents make a little too much for them to qualify for Medicaid, but not enough to cover them. And uh, we've got three states, Colorado, Alabama, and um, and uh, Wyoming, where they are going to have to stop at the end of the calendar year uh, covering them because they don't have any state funds. And by the way, that was a bill, you know, that was a program that was initiated, again, on a bipartisan basis by Orrin Hatch and the late Senator Ted Kennedy. And it has been passed religiously every year up until this time when, you know, in October, they didn't do it. And they said, well, we'll get it before the end of the year. And the states are all sitting there going, but we only have a finite amount of money to get it. You know, you can't kick the can too far down the road because we don't have the money to keep it going. I don't know what is motivating the leadership, once again, of the Senate in the form of Mitch McConnell in the House and the former Speaker Paul Ryan. I don't know what's motivating them on this. They have to get this done. This is not a muscle flexing contest. This is a matter of uh, public order, public provisioning. It's been a priority. You can't play games with something like this. This is not a uh, situation as to who is the bigger winner, who is going to show the greater F. If uh, Ryan and McConnell don't come through, they will be endangering their own parties, their own majorities. I think that this is political suicide on their part. And, you know, not to be melodramatic, because it's not melodramatic, there are actual children's lives at stake here. That's the point. That's the point. You can't play games with this anymore. It's too much of a risk. And, uh, you know, we'll have to see, but uh, I am just astounded. I really am. I'm astounded at the willingness of uh, people to take these kind of risks. It's, it's a and scary situation, it's a, to be sure. It's a policy risk, and it's a political risk as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it is deleterious to public health and welfare, and it is deleterious to the future of the Republican Party going into 2018. Well, that brings to a close yet another edition of the Politically Incorrect podcast. Now, if you haven't yet subscribed to us, it's easy to do. First of all, it's free. Second of all, you can find us at five different locations. Let's start with the iTunes store. You can find us at Google Play. You can find us at Blog Talk Radio. You can find us at Stitcher, which is one of the outstanding podcast apps. Um, Many of you have it on your phone. 
You can get podcasts of many different genres at Stitcher, including, of course, the Politically Incorrect podcast. Search us, like us, and bingo. We'll come to your phone every week. Now, there's one last one, and last but certainly not least, is TuneIn. And the TuneIn app, uh, if you're one of the 130 million people, myself included, who subscribe to the TuneIn app, all you have to do is download it to either your phone or to your tablet. Again, search for the Politically Incorrect podcast, hit favorites, and each week you'll get a brand new edition of the Politically Incorrect podcast sent directly to your phone or to your tablet. So, okay, free and five different locations to get it. Please go out and subscribe today to the Politically Incorrect podcast powered by our friends at VoterHeads.com. All right, well, that brings to a close the show, and many thanks to Alan Steinberg, former member of the George W. Bush administration, someone who is uh, not shy with his opinions. So from Alan and myself, we'd like to wish you a very happy and healthy and safe holiday season. We'll see you next week right here on the Politically Incorrect podcast.